there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. Good to have you on board. This is Follow the Money here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with you here on a Monday morning, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort at Casino. Polly Howard is uh, out today. Hope he feels better tomorrow. Uh, we do have Game 5 tonight of the NBA Finals and the Denver Nuggets, the host team tonight. They are laying nine points currently at DraftKings, and the total is 209. Um, some books are showing 209.5 right now. This has been an under-series for the most part, and Nate Kreckman joins the program now. He is a longtime sports radio host in Denver. Uh, Altitude 92.5 Sports Radio is where he is at. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Nate Kreckman. Good morning, pal. It's been a minute. How how you been? I'm good, Mitch. We're we're a win away, man. And they're going to take care of business tonight, right? I mean, there's no funny business here. We're not going to go back to Miami for Game Five, are we? I mean, I don't see a planet where that's going to happen. Um, you really saw when they were down in Miami. This is where you got to give Spolster and the Heat a lot of credit. Like they actually did impose the the tempo that they want the the game played at, the paces of those games. We're way down, and yet Denver's offensive ratings were still really, really good. I, I don't know what else Polstra can throw at the Nuggets right now. Again, in, unless they have an insane shooting game like they did in game two and they made 49% of the threes, I, I can't see this series continuing. Game four, it, it was Miami's. It was the Heat's game. Like, everything went their way. They 
they, they had a pretty effective game plan. They forced the ball out of Jokic and Murray's hands. The two of them only combined for 38 points. They got Jokic into foul trouble. They still lost by double digits. Like the, the mismatch is pretty evident to everybody. So that part was the most surprising part of game four to me, right? And from a betting standpoint, I lost a wager on that. First of all, I thought the call by Scott Foster on, on the Joker for his fifth follow was terrible, criminal. I mean, that was an absolute disaster. Um, you can't make that call ever. But at the time, that was the, the in-play betting number was six and a half. Denver favored, obviously. And I thought, well, I mean, Nate, we, we know this about Denver, right? I mean, with, with Jokic on the court, they're otherworldly. Without him, they're like a G League team at times. I have to take the six and a half. And Michael Malone, I thought rightfully so, refused to put the Joker back in the game because the others and Murray, like they, they maintained the lead or even expanded it when he was off the court. This is where Mike Malone really deserves a ton of credit for the adjustments that he's made in these playoffs. Yeah, uh, the number, by the way, Mitch, um, plus 12, the offensive rating with Jokic on the floor, minus 10 with him off the floor in the regular season. It was mm-hmm. the, the, the largest gap of any player in the NBA, okay? That largely has not been a huge issue in these playoffs, and the key adjustment that Malone was able to make was he, he stopped trying to find a backup center and he just leaned into using Aaron Gordon as his backup center, which um, it's really been effective throughout the playoffs. It's really effective in this matchup against Miami because they don't have any size. And it, Bam Adebayo is, you know, he's the size of Denver's third biggest starter. So it's just a bad matchup to begin with. And Aaron Gordon just has the game of his life there in game four, but he was fantastic. They were running a lot of those doubles, trying to blitz Murray and get the ball out of his hands. Well, Jamal, this is the other thing about Jamal Murray is how far he's come as a ball handler is um, so composed. And he, really, Denver was able to exploit that and ended up just getting Bam out of bio, pulled away from the basket. All those dudes from Miami, they're just, they're not big enough to be able to defend inside the paint. They're, they're getting killed by the likes of, you know, Aaron Gordon is killing them. Bruce Brown's going to the basket. Even Porter, he can't buy a bucket to save his life, but he can dunk because he's huge. And and they just completely exposed Miami's plan right there. So, yeah, they were minus one in the five minutes and five, uh, 15 seconds that Jokic was out of the game. Ten-point lead to a nine-point lead. No big deal. Denver closes it out and, and wins that game. It was an incredible finish and really a testament to how deep this roster is. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Nate Kreckman, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 in Denver. So I'm glad you brought up the size here for Aaron Gordon, but also mentioned Michael Porter. I did bet Michael Porter over his point prop on Friday. That was 10.5 at the time. He finished with 11, but he couldn't even see the court really in the fourth quarter. And the talk was, right, the size difference and the matchup problems that the Heat were going to have with Michael Porter before the series started. It hasn't been the case because you're right, he can't make a shot. Uh, I don't trust him to go over tonight. But but the guy, the problem here for the Heat has been against Aaron Gordon. Gordon's having a fabulous series. And I I mean, 13 and a half now is the player prop. I'm not going to be surprised if he goes off tonight. Do you think that's fair on both those players here in game five? Well, you got to remember one of the big differences in, in game four that really got Aaron Gordon going was he made his threes, which is not something he really has done throughout the course of the playoff. He's actually been better in this series, but he made his threes. And that really got him going, but still 27 points and he took 15 shots. They just, they kept finding that matchup. They kept losing him. Jokic is so adept that when he catches that ball in the high post, he, he looked for Gordon cutting 
And and that really that's been the adjustment in this series for Denver has been the off ball movement um, of the other dudes. I think that Christian Brown really put a, you know, kind of a blueprint in place in game three. And he went off for 15 points in that game. Porter followed that blueprint, saw Gordon doing more of that um, in, in game four. And he went off. But yeah, 13 and a half is that number right there on Aaron Gordon. He's been over that total twice so far in this series. He's been He's been excellent. Um, you're right about Porter. It's just it's hard to trust him right now because he can't make the three. Ten and a half. It it feels like a ridiculous number. I his his totals the rest of the playoffs and you know most of the regular season you would get him at you know sixteen and a half. So yep. you look at that and and man, it's it's so attractive. But also he's just frustrated. He had a he had a layup that he missed on a on yep. an and one opportunity. He saw him slam the ball on the floor. It. It's crazy to see right now. He didn't make the three in that game. Um, and I hate to bet a guy just because he's due. So I'm probably not going to do that. Well, and so that's what I did on Friday, right? Because you're exactly right again. Like his his general number, like in the series or in the playoffs, 14 and a half, 15 and a half, maybe even a little bit higher than that. I think if you go back to the regular season, like you said, but it came down to 10 and a half and it was basically even money. It was minus 102 when I bet it. And I'm like, I just, I have to buy this dip now. And they, I thought they almost made it a point for him to get touches and opportunities yep. with the usage. But you're right. He can't. I mean, he's just lost out there the way it feels. He doesn't have any confidence, I don't think. So I, I don't want to lay $1.35 with him to go over tonight. As, as far as the point spread and the total go, as I mentioned, this has been a really good under series other than that fourth quarter in game two where it kind of exploded because the offensive efficiency was off the charts. 209, 209 and a half tonight with the total Nine points is the point spread. Do you have any opinion there one way or, or another on either one of those uh, numbers, Nate? Uh, the, these point spreads, um, it, you know, th- this big a number always makes me a little bit nervous. Now, look, when, when Denver has won in this series, you know, they, they've generally taken care of business. But oof, um, I, I just my fear, my 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 trepidation, and this comes from not even necessarily looking at the point spread, just being a Denver sports guy and like just trying to eliminate the possibility that something could go haywire tonight is I worry about another great shooting game out of Miami and they haven't had one since game two. And the nugget, the nuggets perimeter defense deserves a ton of credit for that. They're just not getting open looks. And heck the other night they they bank in two threes, which is just trash. (laughs) Um, and and that game should not have even been as close as it really was. So look, the nuggets are much, much better than these guys, but closeout games tend to get tough. Plus one of the other factors that I look at is if this game is close and, and Jokic isn't in foul trouble, well, Malone's going to play him all 24 minutes in the second half. He probably also won't take Jamal Murray off the floor. Um, it's a smart way to play, but also it does lead to fatigue down the stretch um, and maybe a couple of slot possessions to get away from Denver. Miami has hit kind of, kind of ugly late threes in these games, the eight and a half number. I just, I would approach it very carefully. Okay. Do you have a best bet or a favorite angle for tonight that you want to get down on? Um, yeah, you can never go wrong with Nicole Jokic triple double and yeah. plus one ten, and especially after a four assist game, uh, that he put up there in in game four. Look for a monster bounce back out of Jokic. Loves to get his teammates going. He lives for his teammates, man. Um, I love Nikola to get a triple double in a closeout game tonight. Beautiful. I, I don't mind that angle whatsoever. 
And by the way, I know we've talked to you about this on the air uh, down the stretch here of the season. I thought Andy Bailey, who covers the NBA for Bleacher Report, had a great thread on Twitter over the weekend. And he said, remember when Zach Lowe wrote about how we didn't like uh, Jokic's kicks and Kurt Goldsberry helped torpedo his MVP case with that piece on his defense. And Kendrick Perkins said he won MVPs because voters are racist. And Stephen A. Smith called him a big tub of lard. It's an inc- I called it an all-time <laughs> abomination and embarrassment and insulting to sports fans across the country. The NBA media, for the most part this year, did a horrendous job with this narrative crap on, on Joker and everything around him. And I know that you guys probably talk about it every single day for yep. multiple segments on your show. Yep, we do. Yep. And you, you, know what, you know what I think some of the fallout has been? Um, and I always say this about Nikola Jokic. You watch him, and he wins you over. And he's won over an awful lot of people this year. Uh, the television ratings have, have really showed that. Jeff Van Gundy has gone all in. Mark Jackson has not because he somehow left Jokic off his MVP ballot, whatever the heck that crap was. Um, but you watch him enough. He wins you over. So likable. He's such a great player. Um, I, I think that people's eyes are really open to how special he is. Yep. No, I think you're spot on. You can follow Nate on Twitter. He is at Nate Kreckman and catch him on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 in the great city of Denver. Thanks, pal. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mitch. Anytime. Yep. It feels to me that fans in Denver are taking this in like almost as much as a deep Broncos run. And that city has been nothing but Broncos for like 40 years now. JVT on the program coming up next. Jonathan Von Tobel from right here at VSIN. We'll get his angle on player props and the total tonight next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in a bonus instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. Jonathan Von Tobel joins the program now. He is VSIN's very own NBA senior betting analyst, and he joins the program. I was watching Friday night. Uh, game four with JVT at a local. Right. I don't. I can't. I don't think we can call that a watering hole. It's a really great underrated spot to watch games at here in town. It was a lot of fun. Um, I just talked to Nate Crackman from Altitude Sports Radio ninety two point five in Denver. He just doesn't see a way where Miami can win this game and take it back to a game game six in Miami. Are you? Is this it? Is this the end of the run here? It was fun while it lasted, but Miami goes away tonight. I mean, I can see a way they do one of these ridiculous shooting performances that have right that they carried they carried them all the way through up to this point. So if we get like another one of the highest in scoring individual quarters, if we get another fifty percent shooting game from three and sixty percent from long twos, yeah, like that could happen. But I agree with the overall sentiment, which is like the cars run out of gas, Mitch. Like that's what I've kind of said here with Miami. You look at what the Nuggets have done through three games or four games, excuse me, a plus ten point one net rating in non garbage time. Their offense, they've completely figured out Miami's defense, whether it's man-to-man, whether it's zone. I mean, if you notice in game four on uh, Friday night, they didn't play the zone one time because the Denver, all it's doing is just slowing the pace down. It's not slowing down the efficiency. Denver's offense a rating of 119.6. So I'm, I'm confident that Denver's offense is going to do what it has done throughout this entire series, which is just score and score efficiently. So the only path through there. Uh, is Miami having an outlier shooting performance yet again. So I think that ties to the total. I think if you believe Miami can extend this out, you're betting the game over. The market is moving to the over a little bit here because the total was a little low. But if you think Denver's going to do this, which I think they do, I think we're going back to the well like we did on Friday night, looking at some team totals for Denver. Okay. So I, I, want, I want you to go down that path in a second. I, I'll read you this email. This is from Al in Canada. And he wrote FTM at vcin.com. Uh, the game is going over tonight. There's no doubt in his mind, okay? Uh, Miami has realized now that their stick-in-the-mud approach won't work on Denver, and the only game they won was a track meet. Miami covers, and it goes over. Your reaction to that email, JVT? Um, well, the I would argue with game two being a track meet. Game two was the slowest game of all the games we've seen. It was 86 possessions, um, and I'll pull up the exact number. Now, I will say, I think he's writing one thing, so I don't want to like poop all over the email here. But yeah, and they only ran they ran on only 4.3% of their live rebounds in that game. So it was the opposite of the track meet. However, Mitch, I will say, they one of the things that I've been pushing on the podcast that I we haven't seen Miami do yet, except for game four, which still ultimately led to a loss, was run, was try to push. Remember, Denver, they were the second worst transition defense off live rebounds of any team in the NBA. That was in the regular season. They were 28th, and they were dead last among all the teams that made it to the postseason. And that includes the playing teams. Their transition defense was terrible. And you finally saw on Friday, well, let's up the ante here a little bit. And then on Friday, 40% of the live rebounds for Miami all of a sudden turned into transition plays. I think that's the path. I think that's accurate. Miami has to try to run here. 
You know, I like the sentiment of calling it a stick in the mud approach. Like it hasn't really been great. Denver almost to a certain extent is taking the same strategy that we thought that the Heat were going to use for Denver, which is Bam out of bio, man, you score. We're going to match Denver up one on one on you. Everybody else, we're going to see if we can take care of business there. Aaron Gordon's done a good job and Jimmy Butler. So I would agree with the sentiment that tonight, I think you're going to see Denton Miami try to run because it's the only thing they haven't really consistently tried to do throughout the series. Yep, yep. They tried to do it on Friday. Didn't really work out, but I think you're going to start to see it a little bit here today. Okay, so based on what you're saying right now, and I'll take uh, the audience back to Friday night, it's quite the bet that you made because you, based on everything you just said again, you had Denver believing that their team total uh, was going to go over. And it did, and yet the game stayed way under the total. So that was a great ticket to actually cash on your part. Is that the angle then here again tonight based on what you just said and thinking that they're going to pick it up a little bit, but you only trust Denver here to go over their team total? Yeah, I think that's the case. I mean, you're you're looking around and you're looking at where this offense is coming from from Miami. I've been one that I like. I get that we're here, but if you actually look at nuance at the run that Miami has gone on, that there has been outlier performance after outlier performance that have carried them up to this point. We're seeing numbers we haven't seen in 10 years. We're seeing 47%. I think their offense is more like what we've seen throughout the regular season. So thus, I trust Denver more because I know now, I mean, I've got three out of the four games in which they've scored at an insanely high level. And the other one, game one, they still had an offensive rating in the first half of 131 before things slowed down for them. That is the thing that I trust. And you don't want to get burned by that, right? Because you need two teams, you know, what is it? You need two to dance or whatever it is. You know, for a total on the game, you need both teams to carry their weight. But for a team total, as we know with Denver, we know exactly what we're going to get from them. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the same strategy here today. As somebody who believes Denver's going to win tonight, Mitch, I think that, again, more correlates to a game over. But I still think that Denver's going to go over their team total. So, Nate Kreckman, again, who joined us in the previous segment, he his favorite thing on the board tonight is to get the Joker at plus money to have a triple-double, to bounce back from a four-assist game that he had on Friday night. That's what I did earlier in the series when he had that four-assist game and people were freaking out. Oh, my God, Miami adjusted. And now this is going to be a thing. I'm like, wait a second. You can... I called Nikola Jokic to get a triple-double, like the best bet in sports, like a week and a half ago. And all of a sudden, he didn't get one, and now he's plus money, plus 130. I'm like, I have to make that bet. And he bounced back with a triple-double. Seems to me like if you believe that Denver's going to finish him off tonight, right, it's going to be the best player in the NBA, the best player in the world, that he just is like, guys, we're going to go out in style tonight. Fair? Unfair? You want to bet it? Yay, nay? Uh, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree, but I will say – so one of the crazy things about this run for Nikola Jokic, and I'm pulling up the numbers, so I apologize for not making eye contact with you, um, is we've not talked about Jamal Murray at all, right? And like, if you look at what Jamal Murray's done in this series, we're talking about 23, 10, and 5 on 46% shooting, 41% from three. He's been pretty brilliant. Um, again, he's going to lead the series in assists. I, I wonder if you're also looking at both, like you can bet him triple-double, or you're looking at Jamal Murray again and betting his overs, whether it's points and assists. He's been brilliant, man. Like he has been like these, if you want to look at it, like arguably their best facilitator, right? He's going to lead the series in assists so far. So I would, I would not disagree. Look, when they're churning out their offense at their highest level, uh, Nikola Jokic is at the center of it, and he's averaging 27 points. He's getting his, you know, double-digit rebounds, and he's probably pushing for double-digit assists. So I'm not going to disagree as somebody who is here thinking that Denver's going to win today. I also wouldn't say no to betting over on Jamal Murray points and assists either. The guy's been absolutely brilliant. He's been the reason why that they've gotten to this point as well. We just haven't talked about it because Jokic has been great, but. Him, Aaron Gordon, and Bruce Brown were the reason why they won that game in Miami on Friday night. Yeah, and Jamal, Jamal Murray's assist prop tonight is sitting at eight and a half. And oh, by the way, uh, his number to have a double-double has come down throughout the series, right? And it That's makes crazy. sense. It was re I think it was like plus 230 on Friday night. Now, JVT, today, it's plus 160. Oh. Right? So I, that, man. That's one of those where you wish you could bet the nose on those, right? Because like can. He's, he's, you can. He's, oh, you, that's. They're off so I would look now. at something like that. Yeah. 
because look, he's been brilliant and the facilitation has been awesome. But like you said, now it, it's like with the totals that we always talk about, right? Where at the beginning of the series, we were at 219 opening game one. Now we opened this last game at 207 and a half. The market's pushing back here. It's the same thing with Jamal Murray. I don't know what the price was with, for him to have a triple double for game one, but it's definitely not the same as it was uh, right yeah. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can go in and bet that thing. No. So that, that would be, I think, something to look at for sure. No on the double double for Jamal Murray. I think that's just, just a price thing. I think that's totally worth looking at. Points and assists tonight for Murray, 33 and a half over is minus 120. And the Joker's number is uh, 51 and a half. That got as high as, I think, 54 and a half earlier on in the series. Now 51 and a half. What is your best bet for today? The, the team total over? Yeah, so it's going to be team total over uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, right now, I think we're sitting at 109 and a half. I still think that's playable for Denver here uh, at home. And I'd also say, Mitch, you know, one of the things that we were discussing uh, on Friday when we were watching the game together, you know, they've only adjusted Kyle Lowry's point total by nine by one point. It's nine and a half. It's been eight and a half consistently throughout this entire series. And for those who don't know, Lowry's been absolutely unbelievable. And the good thing for you, if you want to bet this, his minutes load has gone up every single game. Uh, he has gone from just over 25 minutes a game in this series to last game. He averaged, what did he play? 33. Uh, and in this series, too, he's been shooting insanely well. As I've called him, he's like their drop coverage killer. He's brilliant when he puts Jokic in pick and rolls and pulls up from that soft area of the floor. He's averaging 10.5 points, 5 assists on 50% shooting and 43% from three, Lowry is. And he's seeing his minutes go up every single game. I wouldn't be surprised if we get another 33-plus minutes from Lowry today. And you're sitting on just 9.5, which is a number for a bench role player, which is, I think, something worth looking at. Also, you can go points and assists with Lowry. He had 20 in Game 4. Uh, he's been brilliant. And I think that's something the market hasn't really caught up with, especially with his, in, these uh, increasing minutes loads for him as the series has gone along. How high do you want to go with him? Because that's even money. The 9.5 is even money. If you want to go 10.5, that's plus 140. Over 11.5 yeah. is plus 195. You want, to, you want me to keep going? No, I mean, I think you can. If you want to set up a ladder, too, you want to go up to, a, I would say, like about 13 and a half or so. 13, okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't say no to that because, again, like he's getting minutes like he's going to be a starter. You know, I know he's coming off of the bench, but nine and a half and some of the other numbers for him when you're talking about points and assists, they don't represent what the workload's going to be. At the beginning of the series, we're talking about 24 minutes, 26 minutes, but he's been brilliant and he's going to get a lot more because they're, I think, desperately searching for it. And by the way, it ties into what your emailer said. If they're going to pick up the pace, Lowry's brilliant in transition, and he's going to be one of the guys that's leading the charge there. I also think Spoel's going to be like, this dude's been around forever. He's got that yep. experience. We can rely on him more than maybe some of the other fringe guys as well. So, all right, my man. Uh, and you have Denver series price uh, minus a uh, couple games or? Minus, uh, yeah, minus one and a half. So yeah, hopefully same. they can get this thing done so we can, uh, you know, we can crush this heat team and move on with our lives. Just let's move on, please. Yes. Let's go to the summer league, the draft, <laughs> everything like that. Yes, Make it. sure you uh, subscribe, download, review, listen to JBT's podcast. It is exceptional. It's called Hardwood Handicappers. Is it five days a week? Yeah, uh, you got a new one coming out later today. Very cool, man. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Yep. Michael Lombardi with NFL Talk coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a smarter sports better with a VSIN Pro subscription. And for a limited time, sign up for only $9.99 to get full access to everything we do, including daily pro picks and all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24 7 video access, and pro tools like. Or exclusive betting splits showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Don't miss out on our lowest intro price of the year. All you have to do is go to vsin.com slash subscribe. 
to sign up today. Michael Lombardi joins the program now, longtime NFL executive, VEASAN host. His show, Lombardi Line, comes up every day, uh, Monday through Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm good, Mitch. Happy summer to you. Hope all is well. Back at you. Uh, today on the win, you believe it or not, 64 degrees in the middle of June in Las Vegas. I don't know what the hell's going oh on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was out there, it was so cold, Mitch. I mean, everybody told me how warm it's going to be. I, it was nicer in Jersey than it was in Vegas. We're, we're all upside down here. And we, we, yeah, anything can happen. Who knows? Maybe the Heat can pull off a miraculous comeback, and nobody will be surprised at this point. Okay. Um, some big names are on the board yet to land with different teams, and they can absolutely be contributors this upcoming season. We'll start with Delvin Cook, who the Vikings – Evidently, they couldn't find a trade partner at all, and they were trying, according to several reports. They had to cut him over the weekend. The leader in the clubhouse, the shortest shot on the board to get him the Miami Dolphins. Um, are you hearing that as well? Like, are they going to end up with him, or is there another team or two maybe in the mix for Delvin Cook? Well, I think this is all going to come down to money, right? If it's close, Miami will win it. It depends on where Miami's tolerance is for going on the salary cap. Look, Miami's all in. I mean, they've done everything they can to improve their football team, whether it's an addition of David Long or Jalen Ramsey on defense, David Long, the middle linebacker, Jalen Ramsey, the outstanding corner, and then adding and so spending and winning the Vic Fangio Derby. I mean, that was huge. There were a lot of teams after Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator. Carolina was in play. Many thought he would go there. Philadelphia desperately wanted Vic Fangio, but Jonathan Gadden hadn't taken the job at Arizona yet. So they win that sweepstakes. They've tried to improve their team. I think they have defensively. So if they get Dalvin Cook, the question is, will Cook be happy there? What people don't realize is even though Mike McDaniels has this reputation for being a run game guru, the Dolphins were 31st in the National Football League in rushing attempts last year. Their offense is about getting the ball to Waddle. Who could blame them? Getting the ball to Tyreek Hill. Who could blame them? And really, the, the, the running game's an afterthought. So if you're Dalvin Cook, do you feel like you're going to get 264 carries that you got in Minnesota? Do you feel like you're going to be able to improve and have the kind of uh, ability to match this contract where they're going to have to give them some incentives? I think that's the holdup. Another thing, too, that would be going against Delvin, I think, right, would be I know the, the running backs that they have on the depth chart right now, they're injury prone with Mostert and also Jeff Wilson, but he's not exactly going to – like they're going to split carries if he goes there too. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so when, whenever you take a player that has been cut because of salary, he wants to have a chance to earn his salary back. And typically what you do is give incentives. And so, you know, how is he going to get 264 carries or 1,000 yards if he's going to be the third back or the second mm. back? I mean, they're going to have to explain that to him. So uh, I, I would be, unless there's no money on the street out there, look, one thing we do know, there's running backs available. Kareem Hunt's still out there, yeah, and he's yeah. a good running back. So he's still available. It's interesting. Saquon Barkley's holding out, and yet there are backs on the street that are available. Yep. Okay, so then let's go to Delvin's now former team in Minnesota, and one of the most common narratives you're going to hear from most people once we get closer to the football season. Hell, I mean, coming up probably soon, maybe this week or, you know, in, in the very soon summertime coming up here, um, would be that the Vikings no way know how are they going to win 13 games again this year. They won every close game imaginable, uh, and they played in, like, whatever it was, 13, 14 of those that were one-score games, and they won almost every single one. Um, what are the, What's the game plan here? Madison can be a serviceable backup when Cook's not there. Can he be the full-time guy and beyond that? What are, what's their game plan for 2023 and beyond? 
Well, it sounds like they want to go back to a two-back attack, play a little bit of a fullback, try to become a power team, try to utilize uh, their skill on the outside. They drafted Addison. They've got the great Justin Jefferson. Hawkinson will be a free agent at the end of the year. But it sounds like they want to go back to more of a power game than spreading the ball out and having Cousins do what he does. Now, Cousins isn't under contract for the 24 season. He'll carry a cap charge with them because they vo- he voids the contract. So for me, this is a little bit about getting their cap in order this year to be really uh, kind of aggressive in the 24 market. I-, I said this all year, Mitch, and I'm sure you feel the same way. If I were Derek Stevens, I would have not let Kevin O'Connell into my casino because he's just too lucky. He's just way too lucky. <laughs> yes. Those 13 wins are just too much, right? So. I think, to me, they can't be that lucky again. I think the sleeper team in the North is really Green Bay. They're the best defensive team in the North. You know, they've got one of the better offensive lines. They've got good running backs. Their skill players are young. It's going to come down to Jordan Love's ability to execute the offense. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I I think people, I mean, just based on the numbers alone, they're expecting this monumental drop-off at quarterback. And let's be honest, as I pointed out many, many, Rodgers wasn't great last year. Yeah, he was a two-time MVP a couple of years before this, but he wasn't his old self a year ago. So, uh, by the way, his new team, what's up with this Jets canceled practice recently? <laughs> I mean, it's the best, right? I mean, they, they got it. Don't worry about it, Mitch. They got it. They're all good, right? You know, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. Their head coach has only won two games in the AFC East in two years. Uh, since the Super Bowl in 1968, Mitch, they've only been to the playoffs 13 times. But they got it. Don't worry. They understand what it takes to be a winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you this during the break. I'm trying to fill out, like, over the weekend for the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guy coming up later on this month. I'm trying to pinpoint and la- land seven playoff teams in the AFC. Forget about it. I mean, it's it's, it's hard. It's b- basically mission impossible. It really is, especially, you know, you, you know, you're going to keep Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They win with him. I mean, Pittsburgh's improved. Everybody thinks New England's going to take a step back. Yet New England was really two stupid games away from being a playoff team last year. There's a lot of competition in that AFC. And those early games in September, if you don't start fast, I think it could come back to haunt you, much like what happened to Detroit last year. Detroit was a really good team at the end of the year. But their bad start eliminated them more so not from their record, but from the, the tiebreakers, right? So that's what cost them. Same thing that cost Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, by the end of the year, was a good team, yeah. but their early bad start cost them the tiebreakers. Yeah, and when you look at the Jets' early season schedule, to your point, I mean, Bills right away at Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs at Broncos, Eagles, and then they get the bye. I mean, that's very difficult for the first six games. You can laugh at this, and I, I promise you that would be totally okay with me. I first penciled in the Jets to win the AFC East, and I thought about it a little bit more. I'm like, what am I doing? But so just like going back and forth with that division, the AFC playoff teams, very difficult. And you brought up the Patriots. Uh, I did a quick Google search on DeAndre Hopkins' name yesterday, and like the first five stories that popped up were all Patriots-related. You're very well connected with that team. Obviously, I've been for a long, long time. Realistic possibility here for him him to go to New England? I think, to me, it comes down to contract, much like Dalvin Cook, right? So when, when the Beckham deal happened and he got $15 million for one year, I think that's where Hopkins has went and told people, look, I'm better than him. You want me to take a pay cut from $19 million, You know, why should I take less than $15 million? And I think that's going to be the stick-up. One thing I do know from my experience in the National Football League is any time a player starts to take visits, he doesn't have a market. If he has a market, you don't need to take visits. You don't need to go somewhere. And so he's going to need to be convinced that he can earn his money 
And it's not typical of the Patriots to pay this much. I mean, yeah. they've gotten guys on. Look, they just signed Juju Smith-Schuster on a dis, on, on a deal. You know, Kansas City was trying to sign him as well. So would he help their team? Yes. But I think a lot of it comes down to the economics. And Belichick is very in tune to that. I mean, he, he'll have a hard time paying him more than Devontae Adams or some other player on their team because when you look at it, that they worried about their cap next year. Now, in 24 the Patriots cap will be – they'll have more cap room than any team in the National Football League. Okay. Michael, we have like 90 seconds here left. For a guy like Hopkins then, is it like 90-10 about the money compared to go, going to a contender? I bring that up because Tennessee was like the favorite for a, a minute for that – for, you know, obviously to land him. Yeah, I, I think it's always about the money. I yeah. think we all pretend it's not. But if there's a 3 or $4 million difference, look, you know, when the Patriots signed Smith-Schuster, it was about the money. He could have gone back to Kansas City. Now he prayed on it, and the prayers told him to go to New England, but there was a huge difference in money too. Yep. No, I think that's where it's going to – I mean, because if he goes to Tennessee, it's going to be like, yeah, okay, there we go again. The money's going to be speaking for sure. Uh, the podcast is called GM Shuffle, Lombardi Line, weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific – right here on VEASAN with the great Michael Lombardi. Thanks so much for the time today, Michael. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate you. Yep. Thank be, you, sir. Yep. Be good. Yep. So Cook available. Um, Hopkins still available. Cook, 27 years old, had four very productive years with the Minnesota Vikings, obviously. And uh, again, they couldn't find a suitor. They couldn't find a trade partner to dance with. Had to cut him. And great point about the Miami angle. If his contract is going to be based on incentives, well, that's going to be difficult for him to meet, right? Because of McDaniel's approach to calling games, like Michael said. And also, they have a lot of other backs. So he's going to be splitting the time there. We will recap. Boy, it was a mixed bag over the weekend with in-pocket plays. Tell you what we're betting today as well. Coming up next year and Follow the Money. It's v the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. All right. Recapping the weekend that was with uh, in-pocket plays. A couple of winners to begin, Michael Porter, over 10.5 points. That was minus 102 on the air on Friday morning. Moved to 11.5. What a landing spot, huh, for him to score exactly 11. Basically couldn't even sniff the court in the fourth quarter. And as we talked about earlier this hour, Michael Porter, it felt to me like the Nuggets were trying to make it a point to get him on track to begin that game. They were getting him looks. They were isolating him. His usage was up. The opportunities were there. Just couldn't make a basket. And somehow, eventually, he did go over 10.5. But if you were late to the party when that number moved and got 11.5 and bet it over, oh, boy, I, I don't know what to tell you other than you got to get the best of the number. Um, Belmont Stakes, two tickets on that on Friday. This was not me. I mean, I bet it, and I gave it out on the show. Archangelo, plus 945 with the fixed odds. Also, National Treasure, plus 575. They were running 1-2 pretty much the entire race, and it was an exceptional race. I have to give credit to a guest that was on another show here on VEASAN. It was uh, VEASAN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. I believe the, the gentleman's name was Bob Ike. Gave it out last Thursday. Had, an, had great analysis. I'm like, okay, I, he put me on it. And Archangelo uh, won that bad boy, plus 945. So that was a nice one. And the Rockies plus one and a half against the Padres on Friday did not get there. They fell short 9-6. What, by the way, so that was a loser. How about the Padres loss yesterday? Blake Snell, thanks, pal. Thanks for checking in in April to absolutely torpedo my fantasy team to the point of where I had to cut you. I couldn't take that ERA garbage anymore. And then all of a sudden, May and June, He's Cy Young, 12 strikeouts, and yet the bullpen blew it, and they couldn't hang on for the win. But that guy has been phenomenal over the last, like, five starts now for Blake Snell, and it appears that he is back. We'll see if it lasts. That was in Colorado, by the way. One bet on the board for today. It's a baseball game. Nice run by the Oakland A's. They've won five straight. Just as we're talking about they're not going to have 20 wins by the All-Star break, this team's team total got all the way down to 44 last week. Now it's 48 and a half. They're going to lose maybe, a, like they're on pace to lose 130 games, historically bad. They win five straight. And by the way, bad look for the NL Central. Those five games against the Pirates and the Brewers on the road. But it's a nine-game road trip. They get back home tonight. They're hosting the best team in baseball. I think this is the woodshed game. I'm betting the Rays minus two and a half runs. Plus 105 is available if you get it now. Uh, They're batting as the road team, so they'll get the top of the ninth as well. It's a pitching mismatch today for the Rays. So I'll lay it today with Tampa getting some, uh, you know, plus a nickel here. Plus 105 thinking and betting that this uh, five-game winning streak comes crashing down tonight big time for Oakland. So give me the Rays plus 105 minus two and a half runs. There you go. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today 
and get a daily email recapping all the best for, uh, bets from our show hosts and guests. You get unlimited access to our vcin.com slash picks page. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event data, and more. Check the top vcin experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which vcin expert has the hot hand. But if you click on there right now, I don't know why this happened. Uh, me betting Archangelo is not on there. I don't know if that can get updated or not. Yes, uh, personally, to help me out a little bit. huh? Um, you can check out the betting records, profit, ROI, to see which VEASAN experts, again, has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We talk about hedging quite a bit on the show. We did a little bit earlier in the program, and this is from Aaron Moore, who is a VSync contributor, does a great job writing for most of the uh, betting guides that we put out. And again, the NFL betting guide is coming out later on this month, earlier than ever. And uh, Aaron sent me this message today. Whenever he writes an article, he always credits Mike Palm with the term hedging. Mike says, monetizing the ticket. And Aaron points out that's a much better way of contextually using the concept. Hedging sounds weak or passive. Monetizing the ticket means you have equity and you can find ways to get equity out of that investment. That sounds like sound financial, like a sound financial move instead of the passive form of hedging. For example, he made bets on college baseball futures with the idea of monetizing them. Fullerton, 500 to one, BC, 300, Indiana, 200, he didn't think they would win the College World Series, but they could get in. Once they did, I was able to bet against them multiple times and make a good return. That's monetizing. He had Joker at plus 210 to win the French Open. Now he, This is Aaron writing. Now if I bet against him in the final, that would be a bad form of hedging. I thought he could win three weeks ago. Need to st- stick with it. Hedging is giving away. Uh, monetizing is extracting equity. That's well said. And by the way, when you compare Joker plus 210 to other bets like he had to win the College World Series, there's a lot of ways to actually monetize that because when you have and I, when you have long odds like that, and I think that's a good way of putting it, you can do that in college basketball quite a bit. Once, If you have a, a bomber, for example, if you have a team at 500 to 1 and they make it to the Sweet 16, okay, well, now you can start to get creative. Uh, I, di- I do that with awards quite a bit. I'll use my example from the NBA. And I think awards betting will be a little bit different than actual events that take field on a court or a field or on a baseball diamond because that's going to be a human vote, right? But my example would be Brooke Lopez, the ticket that I had to win NBA Defensive Player of the Year. I made that bet in late October at 500 to 1. At the time, did I think he was going to win the award? No. But if he kept up the current pace that he was at in early the early NBA season, would that number come down and I could get creative and add other guys? Absolutely. And so I had, for example, I had 200 on that, to win $100,000 on Brooke Lopez. So certainly I had plenty of wiggle room there. And my God, he came crashing all the way down to odds on for a little while, but he was hovering around even money for a long time. So I kept adding. And fortunately, it turned into basically a two-man race, three if you want to include Evan Mobley. So I was adding guys like Mobley and Jaron Jackson the entire time. And, and I had Jaron Jackson at... When he came back from the injury, I, was, I bet him at 30 and at 20, but I kept adding him at plus 240, plus 160, so on and so forth. So I eventually won a good amount, um, five figures plus, 
on Jaron Jackson on that award. And oh, by the way, that's when the writing become a, uh, is on the wall and you can listen to what voters are saying and they're being transparent with their votes and people track this stuff and they're like, yeah, uh, votes are in. Jaron Jackson is the leader in the clubhouse, like 15 to seven at one point. I'm so the bet's still on the board. I'm going to keep adding Jaron Jackson. Why would I not? When And for, you know, games that are going to be played on, you can do this in play if you would like, if that's, but also before the games actually tip off, um, when you have monster tickets like that. So I, I'd certainly do that. I did not do it with the Lakers ticket. Again, this I'll tie two, two betting strategies into one. Typically, I would have. When I had the Lakers at 47-1 to to win the West, I would have gotten down in the Nuggets to win the series. But again, that opening price was Denver minus 140. By the time I went to make the hedge on the Nuggets, they were bumped up to minus 170. And then so... As I talked about with the Michael Porter prop, if you missed 10 and a half, well, you might not want to bet 11 and a half when it got there. You would have been a loser by missing out on the best number. I missed the best number by 30 cents. So, A, I was frustrated. And B, I didn't want to like, I don't want to, I didn't, I didn't force a bet in my, I didn't quote force a bet at that point, minus 170, because I missed it by 30 cents. And then I kept talking to myself into, well, the Lakers are going to take one in Denver. Game two, I thought they would cut and they should have, and they gave the game away. But then I thought, well, I am I said this on the air. Very confident they're going to take game three. Very confident they're going to go back to Denver. It's going to be tied two apiece. Never happened. So I whiffed on that one. Um, by not hedging. Generally, I'm a guy who likes to monetize the ticket as well. So, But again, two different, uh, two different ideas there, two different trains of thought. Um, and I've, I've met several pros who do this for a living, and they're like, no, I'm not hedging. I made the bet. I believe in it. And if I do this enough over the course of uh, you know full calendar year, which they do, I'll be in spots to where I'll cash enough of them. And hedging would just be giving away any ROI that I would eventually have on that anyway. So I can see that side. I'm not a professional better, though. Um, so I, I lean towards going and monetizing the ticket more so than not. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. If you missed any of the program, all you have to do is search Follow the Money Wherever you get your podcast, I mean, we're talking Apple, we're talking Spotify, we're ta- you name it, it's going to be available. Search Follow the Money, and you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We are back tomorrow. Matt Humans will be on the show. We'll talk U.S. Open Futures with him at that time. Paul Stone's going to be in studio, professional sports better. We'll start diving into college football conference futures with him, but also his second favorite sport, I think to bet anyway, is, is golf. So we'll talk about outrights with him matchups as well. That's all coming up tomorrow. Good luck tonight. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.